Welcome back to Mirror Stars. Thank you for joining us once again. This is your host, a.k.a. Penny Lane, and with me is my co-host, Steve. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Almost got killed driving here today, but other than that, it's all well. But, you know, we are in Massachusetts, so that's bound to happen. I was going to say, you know, mass holes abound, especially for a Monday morning. (laughs) So we're going to do Let's Talk About It to get things rolling? Yes, we are. And surprise, surprise, there's more anti-LGBTQ plus things coming down the pipeline with this QAnon bullshit rearing its ugly head again with, quotes, grooming young children. So I've seen posts and clips online of people canceling Netflix or Disney Plus saying that, oh, they're grooming our children and all this kind of bullshit. So if you're not familiar, they're basically saying just because they show, you know, somebody with two moms or two dads, or if a mommy turns into a daddy or a daddy Mm -hmm. turns into a mommy, they automatically pigeonhole it as kind of perverse and pedophilia and all this kind of bullshit. And it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, you can grow up and you can be raised where, like, Prince Charming and the princess meet, kiss, happy ever after, all that bullshit. That's perfectly acceptable. But if it's a situation where there's two of the same sex or one that's trans or bi, it's automatically perverted and not right. Like, who the fuck are you to say that that's right? This whole critical race theory bugs me. It's like, it's American history. It's not critical race theory. They're just afraid to teach things in school the way it is. I know I just went off of what you just said a little bit, but it all kind of falls together if you ask me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you want your, you know, you guys are like so standoffish and you act, you talk a big talk. But you're afraid to have your children's feelings hurt or have them be exposed to different things? Like, how are they going to be able to grow up and be well-rounded individuals if they don't learn from their history or learn that there, that there are other types of people out there? Like, I notice that most of this is coming from people, not to, you know, pigeonhole, but people of the White people? (laughs) Well, yeah, like white, Catholic, all that kind of bullshit, you know? Yeah, the whole, the the thing that got me was the math books. (laughs) I mean, what could possibly be in a math book that could be offending somebody? I mean, come on, I don't remember anything about math books that was even controversial at all. And I think math sucks, by the way. I didn't. I agree. I I can't add. No. Math has always been my problem, <laughs> but saying that critical race theory is in- interfering children le- learning about mathematics. And as far as what you said about the couples, come on, you know, this has been going on for years. There's been gay couples raising kids for years. And it's not like a lot of these kids end up growing up and going to good schools and being in bands and artists and cool people. You know, I mean, I think you learn a lot when you're in that kind of environment. I just feel like if you're going to suppress, you know, having your child be how they truly are, then you shouldn't be a parent. 
You know, if I if I was a parent and I would want my child to be raised where they know that there are different types of people out there, gay, trans, black, Asian, and not to be discriminatory and treat everybody the way they should be and not, you know, ostracize them just because they're different from, you know, everyday heterosexual people, you know? I know we don't we don't really come out during the introduction and when we did this show, the first one and now this one, but we're going to talk about politics and we're going to talk about current affairs and we're going to talk about things that are going on in the world that we discuss, aka Penny Lane and I discuss, that we think are important. And this next segment is not exactly a political story, but it is an interesting story. By the way, this segment's called The World is on Fire. So, so I somehow got sucked into watching the Amber Heard defamation trial. Uh, if you don't already know, Depp is suing, Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard, his ex-wife, for $50 million over a 2018 co, uh, excuse me, op-ed she wrote for the Washington Post in which she described herself as a public figure representing dom- domestic abuse a public figure representing domestic abuse. Though Depp was not named in the article, he claims it hurt him and cost him lucrative acting roles. Now, I do believe that every single accusation of domestic abuse should be investigated, and there is no place in this world for domestic abuse. There's no, there's no place in this world, if you ask me, for any kind of violence, especially in one's home, and, you know, with children and, you know, a husband beating up his wife or vice versa. But so I was, I'm curious. I was curious about this trial. I happened to watch the day they were using video that heard secretly shot of Johnny when he was obviously wasted. I mean, oh, a rock star and a, an act, rock star slash actor, that's a double whammy, was wasted? I mean, I'm from the entertainment business, okay? I've been around famous people my whole life. And I can tell you right now, being wasted is not that unusual. You know, so going around and secretly videotaping him when he was slamming the cabinets in his house, has what does that have to do with you being abused? Absolutely nothing. And she was joking about it. Um, you know, rock stars, actors, whatever, and their substance abuse problems, it is a problem. That's a bigger issue here, I think, than anything that we're looking at. And I feel very bad for Johnny Depp. Uh, you know, let me throw podcasters into that category as well, because I know as someone who has acted inappropriately in my past while under the influence of drugs or alcohol— got arrested a couple times. I wouldn't want someone shooting, taking video footage of me when I'm acting like a total fool and a drunk, not hitting anybody, but just being an idiot and then posting it on the internet. And then worse for Johnny Depp, playing it in a trial setting where everyone gets to see it. Now, listen, Okay, people might be, well, you just like Johnny Depp. Yeah, I do like Johnny Depp, but it's not like I wake up in the morning and I have this vendetta against Amber Heard. But the more I see her, the more obnoxious she is to me. Just the look in her face, she has this psychotic look about her. It's kind of crazy. I mean, she's trying to portray him as some sort of a villain in this whole charade. I really do hope that he wins the case. Uh, I don't find 
Amber Heard is a critical accuser. I really don't. In fact, just listening and watching her makes my stomach turn. I don't know how you feel about this trial, uh, AKA Penny Lane, but to me, it's troubling. I mean, I've I've adored Johnny Depp like all of my life. I I love 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 him. I've seen all of his movies. I think he was a brilliant actor and as soon as all this stuff came to light when it initially happened, I'm like this has to be some kind of bullshit, you know? I mean, again, I believe women, I believe in the Me Too movement and all of that, but to, like, a certain extent, like what you said, like, why kick, like, a dog when it's down? Like, recording this poor guy if he's inebriated or under the influence, and he's doing all this stuff that he wouldn't normally do, and you're claiming that he's, you know, being abusive or ridiculous or anything like that? You know, it, it's tr- it was really troubling. You know what else was tr- really troubling to me? They had this video footage in the elevator of James Franco. He's, his reputation's so great right now. That's, let's bring him in as a character witness in this trial for Amber Heard because he is just someone we want to absolutely hear after dozens, well, maybe not dozens, but several women accuse him of at if having to disrobe for no reason at all, just so he could check their bodies out. There is a scene, I don't know if you saw this, not a scene because it's a trial. There's video footage where he's in the elevator and Amber Heard is slowly backing up and kind of leaning into him and they're all alone in the elevator. And then it comes out that they had some sort of an affair. And what's really hilarious is that she may have supposedly slept with Elon Musk. (laughs) When I heard that, I was like, I almost have a new theory that this isn't really even a real trial. It's like just a a documentary of movie that they're making and they're going to release it as a film. Oh, we, nothing ever really happened between us. We just decided to make this film and drag all these other characters into it. I mean, she supposedly cheated on him in his house and he had a penthouse apartment in the top of a building and there were a bunch of other people living there all free and most of them were her friends and family. She totally took advantage of him, completely. She didn't doesn't need to do that, isn't she? Like a, like she she's made a lot of films. I don't know much about her to be honest with you. Me as far neither. As her her like, films go. I, I know she was just a superhero in a superhero film, but I know she did a couple films with Franco. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. I mean, I, I, I know I brought J- James, I had to bring James Franco up because if you want to talk about the Me Too movement and all that, he's made himself look, why didn't someone do an op-ed on him instead of Johnny Depp? You know, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you just like Johnny Depp, so you're sticking up for him because he plays with Alice Cooper and Joe Perry and he's a <laughs> rock star. And no. that's all true. But I also know he was really fucked up in some of those videos. So he's got... I don't know if he still does, but at the time it looked like he was really, like he talked about a lot, doing a lot of coke and, you know, drinking a lot. And like that, when he poured that wine into that glass, I don't know if you saw that scene, it was like really freaking me out. It reminded me of me drinking and being like a total waste product, you know? Well, I just hope after all this is said and done, you know, hopefully things will go in his favor that he'll realize you know, he doesn't really need to, I don't know, like older and younger relationships aren't for everybody. And I feel 
like, why did they get married if this would end up being the end result? You know, I think he should just lay low for a while. Well, you know, you can't take away from the fact that she's a very beautiful woman. But that's about it. Yeah, well, uh, that I know of so far because I haven't, she's done nothing else to prove to me that she has. Well, I mean, like the, I said before, Johnny De- Depp got with her. I'm like, who the fuck is she? <laughs> you, here's the thing you know, there's a lot going on with, you know, the whole Me Too movement, you know, and, and you know, I'm, I'm for it, but I think we might have mentioned, I don't know if we mentioned this last week or we've talked about this and there are been there have been some victims on the other side like al franken for example his own fellow democratic senators took him down because of a comedy skit that he had done years previously with a woman who has become a conservative talk host that decided to release the photos now i'm not trying to go after the me too movement and i think if any man is being abusive you know they shouldn't be elected president of the united states or anything like that i can tell you that but, you know, I mean, this trial, I just want him to, you know, he doesn't need the 50 million. So if he probably no. gets the 50 million, he's probably going to donate it to a yeah, charity or yeah. something anyways. But I'd like to see the money come out of her pocket because he did lose money because of what, it, Pirates of the Caribbean, I yeah. think. They stripped him of his and role. And then he did a, a, the, like a Harry Potter spinoff, but I'm kind of... I don't know. I love the Harry Potter movies, but J.K. Rowling is kind of pissing off a lot of people right now as well with her anti-trans, you know, talk and all that kind of bullshit. But that's another whole nother story. (laughs) We're living in some real crazy times. And, you know, as we enter our next segment, which we've already mentioned will probably be our favorite segment of the week, asshole of the week, we could have both given it to Amber Heard, but neither one of us did. So, who wants to go for? Do you want to go first with your asshole of the week? I'll go. You go. <laughs> you can tell my enthusiasm is strong here. So, uh, surprise, surprise, my asshole of the week once again is another politician, Kevin McCarthy. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So, recently, audio clips were uncovered that Kevin McCarthy did ironically speak with Liz Cheney. <laughs> Unreal. Who is. The biggest anti-Trump person right now. On the on the Republican side. Exactly. And he says, you know, this guy, Trump, I condemn him for his January 6th insurrection, like riling all these guys up. You know, I'm thinking about even t- talking to Trump saying, you know, why don't you just consider resigning and all that stuff. And two weeks later, he's in Mar-a-Lago kissing Trump's ass once again. Like, the hypocrisy is strong, and they have the balls to come after certain Democrats for things that aren't even near as what they're doing, you know? They're like, Trump is no longer president, but they're acting like he's— He's their leader. Yeah, he's like the puppet master, but he's not even a career politician. Like, they're so afraid to upset all these fucking— moron supporters that still want Trump to be president and think that Putin is great and all these fucked up things. 
You know, it's really funny when you talk about the moron Trump supporters. I have some of my own family and friends. You yeah, know, and don't it's like, remind me. And, you know, I just tell them I just don't respect their opinion at no. all. I'm like, what are you crazy? Kevin McCarthy is a total sham. I'm telling you, he's got to be the worst leader they've had in the on the Republican side. I mean, I used to, I actually liked John Boehner. I thought he was kind of a cool. I didn't agree with any of his politics. And then the guy that followed him, I can't remember his name. He was kind kind of an idiot. But, you know, this guy is the worst, you know? I mean, he is like telling privately, and not privately, because now the tape's out, well, we got to get Trump out of here. And then meanwhile, he's out there like build, you know, his Trump's base is his base, you know? I mean, until they really turn on him, it's never going to change. I, I think you picked a good asshole of the week. And ironically, are you ready for this? I also picked a Republican Congress woman. Uh, I'm going to go with Marjorie Taylor Greene this week Ugh. as the asshole of the week. I feel very bad for the 14th district of Georgia, the people that elected her by a large margin, which is 77% white, by the way. She's a liar. Shocker. She's incapable of holding a seat on a committee and an embarrassment to the University of Georgia, where she went to school. I'd like to see her defeated in November, but I have my doubts because I don't think a Democrat can win in that district. So we might have to go with a couple more years of this lunatic. I mean, did you see her lying? I Like, they use her own quotes against her, and she lied and said, oh, I didn't say that. I love it. Like, just seeing her... Squirm? Yeah. You know, she's such a loudmouth bitch, but when she's on <laughs> she's on the being grilled about this, she's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. It was about Pelosi. She said something about yeah, Pelosi. Yeah, she goes like, yeah, now I remember saying that. Yeah, right. But she, first she was complete. I'm catechistic correctly denying this i'm like how can you deny it when you actually said it and they just played the tape i i hate's a strong word but i hate i hate her like wow, I, that I, is strong i don't like using the c word but she's epitome of the c word like are you gonna actually use the c word on this show no okay making sure i'm i'm <laughs> i'm jewish and i'm proud to be jewish and all of this stuff when covid was happening comparing getting vaccinated to wearing a gold star and then talking about jewish space lasers and all this bullshit like this anti-semitism is not bad enough like i have a star david on, on my back a tattoo and sometimes i'm even afraid to show it because i'm afraid you know just being able to show that tattoo you know like you don't know nowadays you know with anti-semitism and all of this and assholes like her rallying these people up and think that it's comfortable to be that way when it's not yeah well i, I think we both agree that she's a lunatic <laughs> can't think of any other word powder uh you know lauren bobert and her boy i would like to take the two of them and make them a tag team and put them in the wwe <laughs> you know make them female wrestlers i think that would be great they could be real true villains and if they wanted to have a threesome they could get uh sarah palin to join them and she could be their 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 mother figure although i think they're all kind of like old enough to be you know sisters or whatever <laughs> but 
So those are our assholes of the week. I think we 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 ripped. You know, it, listen. It's not like I love everyone in the Democratic Party either. I just no. want people to know that. Right. I mean, Kristen Cinema was up in up here where we are in the Boston area, running in the marathon, and I was wondering if there were, were going to be people yelling at her while she's running through down the streets of Hopkinton and all these towns. You know, <laughs> hey, Cinema, filibuster, you asshole. You know, I mean, I can imagine that happening. You know, and yeah. then Joe Manchin. You know what we think about him hmm. but um we say we move on to segment number four pop goes the culture so what i wanted to talk about recently went down a rabbit hole it's a top 10 show on netflix currently the john wayne gacy tapes oh boy <laughs> i don't know what it is with uh People in my age group, millennials, were just so fascinated with crime and what goes through these people's heads. And this was very intriguing, to say the least. So if you're not familiar, John Wayne Gacy was an infamous serial killer from the Chicago area from the years uh, 72 to 78, basically raped, tortured, and murdered at least 33 young men. And the ne the Netflix series, it takes a deeper dive into this disturbed individual and what's crazy about it is, is this guy was, you know, he wasn't hiding in the shadows. You know, he was a local, like, political figure in his area. He had a successful business and just, he is infamous for dressing up as a clown, Pogo the Clown, which isn't creepy enough. Like, he's quoted as saying a clown can get away with murder. It's just, it's crazy, and it does shine a light, too, like, back in the 70s, you know, again, homosexuality was not taken seriously, and these poor people were still getting arrested if they were caught in a gay bar, so when somebody was fortunate enough to escape the clutches of John Wayne Gacy and said that he was basically sodomized by this guy, they were like, oh, we don't recognize that as rape because it happened between two men. Like, they really dropped the ball on that one. He, he could have been caught right away and could have been preventing more of these tragic murders from happening. Yeah, if the, ca if the cast of Criminal Minds was around then, they would have solved it much faster. I don't, mean, I don't mean to make a joke about serial killers, but the fascination with serial killers goes even beyond millennials because— I probably read and watched everything about Charlie Manson that has ever existed because I'm still trying to figure him out, you know? It's like you can't, these people are just really hard to figure out what's going on in their minds. They're just, it is fascinating. It's painful, but it's fascinating. So I can, I'll probably end up checking that out. Um, I just recently finished the British limited series Anatomy of a Scandal, which I thought was really good. I like everything lately that's been coming out of Britain for these, uh, these, these limited series. But right now, this is going to probably be funny when I say it, I'm watching Spinning Out, <laughs> which is a look at a dysfunctional family of skaters, <laughs> figure skaters, with a couple of Olympic hopefuls and their crazy mother. It got my attention because I heard the lead was Kaya Scoladario. I don't know if I said her name right, but I remembered her face from that show Skins, yeah. <laughs> the teen drama series Skins. Yeah, I think it was Effie. Around, 
Yeah, Effie, right. It was around 2008 or something. Yeah. And I always liked her. And then January Jones is on the show. She's more, she's famous for Mad Men. Which yeah, yeah. I know this is weird and people always look at me really funny, but I've never seen Mad Men. But I know she was the star of that, but she is a fantastic actress. And Willow Shields from Hunger Games is also an ain't quite good. And uh, the storyline is great. It's it's what these young girls have to go through to to get to the Olympics, to get to nationals, and the way they have to train. And it's a brutal. It's like gymnastics. I mean, it's like a brutal way to have to live. So I highly recommend that. That would be my pick right now for a show. I'm in the middle of it too. I'm not finished with it. I've watched a lot of series on you know Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, wherever I can get people's passwords to. I usually watch <laughs> the uh, <laughs> I'm kind of joking and kind of not. T-Mobile actually gave gave me uh, free Netflix, so that kind of made it easy. I didn't have to like s- steal people's passwords anymore. <laughs> but um that's my uh pop pop goes the culture pick. So what's on your turntable aka Penny Lane? So recently I've been going back to my teenage years and I've been re-listening to Panic at the Disco's debut album, 2005's A Fever You Can't Sweat. So everybody knows the famous song from that album, I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. I mean, it's a brilliant song. Obviously, it's really, really catchy, but there are so many other songs on there that's so good. Lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off, but it's better that you do. Bill God, then we'll talk. It's just... Wait a minute. Is that the name of the song, Lying is More Fun? Could you repeat that? I know it's a mouthful. Lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off. Wow, I love that. See, I'll just go and listen to the the record just to hear that song. That's a great title. I'll play it for you. It's a a great, great song. It's a great album. Don't play it now, otherwise we'll get sued by some major label. (laughs) Yeah, uh, just, yeah, the early 2000s for me, you know, going through the emo punk era, you know, Panic at the Disco, that's when American Idiot came out, My Chemical Romance, but I was just drawn in to listen to Panic at the Disco's first album again, so that's what I've been listening to. That's great, and that's actually on your turntable. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, because this the band I'm going to talk about hasn't made it to my turntable yet because they don't have the vinyl. Uh, as some of you may or may not know, and you probably will eventually, I have another podcast called Blowing Smoke with Twisted Rico. And I've been listening to a band that actually just was on my podcast called Scrunchies. So far, it's only been digitally, but because there's like, this is a whole thing we could talk about, actually. There is an insane backup with the, with record plants manufacturing vinyl. It's an unbelievable story because they told me in their interview that they put their order in two years ago. It's like, oh, well, we have to hold everything up because there's a tw- Taylor Swift 7-inch single for Record Store Day because it was just Record Store Day that we have to hurry up and put ahead of everything else, you know? Meanwhile, record stores are getting like three copies of the Taylor Swift 7-inch. I was in a record store the other day out in Western Mass, Joe's Records. And while it was there, the guy must have got about 20 phone calls about the Taylor Swift limited edition 7-inch single. And it's like, he gets off the phone, he looks at me, because I just happen to be standing, he goes, we're only getting three copies, and like 300 people have already called us, and they're going to be lined up out here starting at like 2 a.m. in the morning. Anyways, I got off the topic there. But the Scrunchies are a really cool band from Minneapolis, 
they're not exactly riot girl, although they kind of, some people put them in that category. They're heavier than that. They're more like, you know, I don't know if you remember bands from the Midwest like uh, Shellac and bands like that, but they're more sounding like that. They have really, really heavy bass in their music, and I absolutely love it. The whole the rhythm section is really good. So that's what's on my turntable right now. And uh, before we go, I just want to tell everybody, um, you know, you can write us at mirastarspodcast at gmail.com and... You want to give us the rest of the info, a.k.a. Penny Lane? Yeah. Uh, we also are on Instagram. I'm a.k.a. Penny Lane, and Steve is at Twisted Rico, and we also have the Mirror Stars podcast Instagram page itself, so you can check us out on any one of those three platforms. Is that at Mirror Stars podcast, the one on Instagram? Because I don't even remember that. Yeah, Mirror Stars, at Mirror Stars podcast. Beautiful. Well, we made it through another week. While you're at home looking in your mirror, just remember, you can be a mirror star as well. Bye. Voice is recorded at Voice Motel, voicemotel.com. Your complete podcast recording experience located in Union Square, Somerville, Massachusetts.